your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the one two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twist take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a one two pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! What is going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct. Oh man, it has been a very, very fun interesting week or so uh lots to get into lots to catch you up on lots of shouts shout outs excuse me to to send out tonight to uh, a lot of people we're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes here on the sports done right show i am vince Wright, the sports governor coming to you live from the situation room um man what can I say? First off, uh, appreciate the support. Sorry I wasn't able to get to you last week after the Gopher game, man, but there's just so much um, going on and popping off and everything else. So uh, that's why we are here tonight. We're back in the Twin Cities, the very frigid, cold Twin Cities. And I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> man, I ain't going to lie. I, I cannot wait to get the hell up out of here once again. Oh, boy. It was so nice. And listen, we we got probably the worst weather week in Phoenix last week. A lot of cloudy days, you know, not a lot of sun. Got some rain, got some rain at the Gopher game, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. But even that is 30 million times better than a Minnesota winter. So I will be back soon to my Arizona abode. And we'll be coming to you live from the Situation Room in the desert. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am Vince Wright. Like I said, this is the Sports Done Right Podcast. Okay, let's get to it. We're going to talk about Urban Meyer and some info that came out on him today. We're going to talk about the Vikings and they still suck. COVID, no COVID. Cousins, no cousins. Uh, cook, no cook. I don't know, man. It, it just... We'll go... Don't even get me going, but we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, I'm going to touch on the Gopher Hoopsters here. Uh, very quickly went to that game last night. That's why we're doing the show tonight. So I'm going to fill you in on my first and probably only jaunt down to Williams Arena on campus this season because uh, we're going to be snowbirding it down to the AZ. But uh, here, I'll just say this about the Gophers: they they you know, they got it They got it handed to them last night. They lost by about 20 or so to a very good Illinois team. Illinois just got size in the middle. Uh, what's the dude, Cockburn? I mean, he literally was looking like a man amongst boys yesterday at Williams Arena. The Gophers had nobody size-wise, and I think that's what you're going to start seeing now is the size uh, discrepancies with, a, with some of these Big Ten teams that may give the Gophers issues like we had last night. And plus, Gophers didn't shoot the ball well. That never helps either in the game of basketball. But they are now 10-2. and two. Uh, They just got to bounce back. I mean, Illinois just got off to a fabulous start. The intensity level that Illinois came out with I thought was magnificent. They really came out and really wanted to send a message to the Gophers. You know, that's what I was picking up from where I was sitting. Uh, Illinois hustled harder 
obviously made more shots. They got up early and really never looked back in this game. You know, they got it up to 15, 20, and, you know, Gophers, right towards halftime, they got it down to about seven, but then Illinois once again put the spurts on, and Gophers never really able to catch them. So Ben Johnson's crew takes a L last night at home, and let's see how they bounce back. You know, there are teams that the Gophers, I think now that we have, you know, 12, 13 games in, teams in the Big Ten, the Gophers can definitely beat. We'll see how they do against the big boys. Obviously, they got a win at Michigan. They lost to Michigan State and now Illinois. So we'll see how they handle these top-tier teams um, in the Big Ten as well. But keep it going, Ben. Keep it going and keep the recruiting up. He's making a lot of headway with local recruits and we'll see if he can start landing some of these uh, big-time players here to stay in the state of Minnesota. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the sports gov's just trying to catch his head right now. I'm telling you, man. I have, you know, it's just been all over the place here. So let's take it back a week. Phoenix, Arizona, guaranteed rate bowl, whatever you want to call it, the guarantee bowl, guarantee rate bowl. First off, I have a lot of shout outs that I want to give. And I'm just going to say it now. If I don't say your name specifically, it is not because of anything other than I met a lot of people. A lot of people came up to me and, and recognized me. And that, that was just weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm not used to that. And pe- but People listen to the show. They see me on Twitter. They, they, you know, come up to me and they're like, hey, man, I appreciate the love you show for the Gophers and all that stuff. So with that being said, man, Gopher Nation really, really showed up in Phoenix, Arizona. Over 10,000 Gopher fans making the trip. Bravo, bravo. Exactly. Big L in the house down in Yes, uh, Big L, we're going to catch up in 2022, my man. I got to get down there. I got to get down to Arkansas, Arkansas. Uh, Yeah, your basketball team's doing some things um, with Musselman, I think, as the uh, coach down there, former gopher. um, His dad, you know, with the deep Minnesota ties, former Bill Musselman, you know, doing big things. But, hey, man, Big L, we definitely going to do it in 2022. And whether you come on up north, we meet in Chicago, the shared hometown. Um, like I said, man, I wouldn't mind checking out Little Rock, too. And actually, uh, I'm going to hit you offline because, Big O, maybe I, I need to make a little pit stop in uh, Little Rock on the drive out to Arizona. We'll talk about that, my friend. I appreciate you, man. Um, okay, so let me get to this list here, and then I'm going to shout out some people that are uh, hitting me up on Twitter and, and listening to the show and whatnot. First and foremost, man, I got to say what up and shout out to my main man, Mr. Steven Ortiz Sr. Uh, Steven, first off, yeah, bravo. So Steven's son, Steven Ortiz Jr., is a D-back on our beloved Golden Gopher team. He is from Goodyear, Arizona, Phoenix suburb. So, you know, it was nice to, to touch base with him, to meet the Ortiz family again and some of their friends and, you know, some of the people that, you know, cause Steve's a, you know, he's a football coach down there. So, you know, he knows some of the coaches and, and a lot of the players that are coming through down there and whatnot, man. Um, one of these gentlemen, I want to give a shout out to uh, coach Nate Gill. Nate Gill was honored as the Arizona coach of the year down there, by the way. Bravo, bravo. And one of the good things, ooh, a little reverb on that fight bell. One of the cool things about hanging with Steve is, you know, Steve's just a good dude, man. And it was just a joy to meet, like I said, not only to see him and hang out with him, to meet him and his friends. Nate Gill, the coach of the year down there, you know, so hopefully he'll be trying to send some gopher uh, talent up north here from the desert. We can always use more Arizona talent, that is for sure. And so Stephen Ortiz, 
Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much for all the hospitality. Uh, just a good time hanging out, having some drinks with him and, and shooting the shit and everything else. So Steven Ortiz and Pedersen. Um, what can you say about Anne? Anne is just a lovely lady, her and her husband, salt of the earth, just great folks. Good to see them down there as well. Big shout out to Jerry Keefe. Jerry Keefe now, his son Cole Keefe was a starting tight end and a phenomenal football player. Should be at the next level. Wishing Cole Keefe, by the way, all the luck in the world as uh, he tries to live out his NFL dream. But Jerry Keefe is legendary for the Keefe family tailgates. He gave me an invite to his function down there. Um, and I, man, I'm going to tell you something. The love that the people have for the key family is just beyond words. Jerry is a great dude and I am very honored to meet him. I thank him. He came, he sought me out at a tailgate, introduced himself. And I am, I am with you, man. You guys are the best. So shout out to the key family, Jerry in particular. I mean, you know, he organized, he went organized, got himself a nice room over there at Marley's. Uh, packed with a lot of gopher fans the whole bar because his room was a private function but the whole bar was just minnesota fans like i said they showed up strong and so shout out to you my man appreciate it jerry um gopher rated was down there as well uh you know like i said man just all the all the the twitter fam popping up down there uh brad you were down there as well brad buying me drinks and uh, it was good to hang out with him and, you know, just on and on and on it can go, like I said, you know. So if I didn't say your name personally here, please don't take offense. It was just great being in the company of a lot of gopher people down there. They say the gopher fans don't travel. That's a bunch of bullshit. That is just a bunch of nonsense. Uh, the gopher fans definitely travel. And the Gopher fans showed up and had a blast in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to tell you that right now. Started Monday night over at The Deuce. The Soda Social, as it was called, was packed beyond um, anything I had seen down there. And it was great. Wall-to-wall Gopher fans hanging out. The band was there. The president, athletic director. Man, it was just a lot of blast. Or, excuse me, a lot of fun. I arrived Sunday. So I kind of had Sunday all day, kind of hung out with some friends down there. Monday, uh, Soda Social. Tuesday, the game over at Chase Field. Now, the Chase Field, folks, and again, this is sports done right with the sports governor, Vince Wright. Thank you for tuning in. Brought to you, by the way, 7th Avenue Pizza. How did I forget that? Here, let me give a shout out to my sponsor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. And please go get you some. All right. So shout out. That's right. 7th Avenue Pizza, best frozen pizza out there. And before I get back to the game, one one thing I want to say. I love the sausage pepperoni. I absolutely love that sausage pepperoni. All right. So let's get back to this gopher game here. So. Chase Field, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball team. So, you know, a little different configuration here for a football field. Some temporary stands on one side where a lot of the Gopher fans and uh, season ticket holders were were seated, apparently. So that was real cool. Only issue, you know, we're pre-gaming, having a blast. Downtown looks like Dinky Town. I mean, it's all maroon and gold and gold and maroon just everywhere. A few West Virginia fans popping up. But we get to the stadium, you know, we get in the seats and, you know, it was great. And all of a sudden we notice, why are they opening the roof? What? Yeah, they're opening the roof. So soon as they open the roof, we get word that they are opening the roof because it's starting to rain. 
because they have some paratroopers jumping through, you know, with the flags and all that stuff. And that's great. We all love those pregame ceremonies. But wouldn't you know it at that dang moment, man, that they opened that roof in Phoenix, Arizona. It rained the most it rained all week. We got drenched. The field got soaked and wet and, you know, players start slipping around. So you start worrying about injuries and all that stuff. Uh, they closed the roof, obviously, and the game began. And let's talk about that game here on Sports Done Right because the Gophers' defense, once again, decided to show up, and they really put it on West Virginia. They held them to two field goals. They win the game 18-6. to To be fair, West Virginia's number one running back uh, stayed home. He declared himself eligible for the NFL draft. And he's projected to be drafted, so he decided that he's going to take a pass on this game. Don't necessarily blame him for that one bit. But the Gopher defense showed up once again and really did a phenomenal job. I can't wait to see if they improve upon what they've been able to do outside of those two, you know, those main losses, Illinois, Iowa, and Bowling Green. Still can't believe i got to say that one, man, but... You know, it is what it is, right? So, um, you know, with that being said, man, let me tell you, the offense, you know, look, man, go for offense did just enough. Okay, I mean, you know, know, some nice passes were completed. I would have liked to see, excuse me, a little bit more offense. And they really should have won this game. You know, 18-6, to they really should have had a couple more touchdowns. You know, they kind of stalled out as they were driving. So Tanner Morgan comes back next year. He's going to have a whole new, basically, offensive line. Uh, He'll still have all the talented receivers and whatnot to work with. He'll have some talent in the backfield, obviously, with Ibrahim coming back. Uh, Kai Thomas decided to enter the portal, the transfer portal. So that does kind of suck, you know. I'm not too worried about it as much as I love Mr. Thomas because he's a bad running back. But the Gophers are usually stacked at running backs, as we've seen. And P.J. really does a good job of recruiting those guys. So uh, not too worried there. Um, Outside of that, man, uh, Big O says everyone's top players are sitting out of bowl games. I'm not happy with them. You should finish the season out, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can understand that. But sometimes, man, and I got to tell you, Big L, you know, with millions on the line, you got to think about it because, you know, players get injured in these bowl games and they can all go south. And, you know, nowadays you hope that they have adequate, even if they do have some type of insurance policy, you know, it may it's probably not enough compared to what a a top, you know, one of the top picks was going to make. But, hey, I digress. Uh, Gophers offense, they gotta, they do have to find a way to get the ball downfield and into the end zone with Kirk uh, back at offensive coordinator for next year. Now, Sharaka, uh, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm actually very eager to see what he puts together next year, and we, we all hope that Tanner Morgan returns to 2019 form. But in this ball game, offense did just enough. You know, running backs looked real good. And it just never seemed like West Virginia was going to be in this game. It just seemed, and I think I'm, I'm absolutely correct in saying this, my people, the Gophers were the better team. Hands down, Gophers are the better team. And they went out there and proved it. So nice end of the year. Gophers wind up 9-4. and four. Uh, you know, obviously Iowa game hurts them as they would have been in the Big Ten championship with that Wisconsin victory, but just for things to work on for next year. Gophers' first five games next year are at home. Or, yeah, are all home games. So we're going to have hopefully some great tailgating. We're going to have awesome tailgating. We just need to get those wins on the field. And by the way, I think Iowa is the third or fourth game in that stretch. So we get the, the Hawkeyes very early at home, decent weather, not usually, you know, the case. We play them, you know, late in the season usually. So, you know, outside of some, I, I at that point, maybe some rain should be a great day. And I'm looking forward to them finally beating the Hawkeyes and getting Floyd of Rosedale back to the Twin Cities. 
Oh man, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, if you ever have a chance to follow the Gophers to a warm weather city, because that's really the key. I mean, this bowl game was a, you know, it was a third rate bowl game. They got screwed a little bit. You know, there's an argument they could have, you know, returned to the Outback Bowl out there in Tampa and all that stuff. But, you know, it we can't go back and change stuff here. So the sports governor, Vince Wright, you know, and a bunch of other people, as long as it was a warm weather locale where you could get out and do stuff. And even though Phoenix kind of hoodwinked us a little bit during the week, you know, people heard Phoenix. They're down, you know. Anywhere in Florida, you would have just as many Gopher fans. So, congratulations, PJ Fleck and crew. Looking forward to seeing what you guys do next year, and very excited because we got to we got to get the Big Ten West. It was nice to be Wisconsin, but you heard what I've been saying on the Sports Done Right podcast all year. We have to beat Wisconsin and I won the same year. So that continues over the next year. All right, my friends, we're going to take a quick break here, throw up a couple tunes. When we come back, um, oh, real quick, Urban Meyer. I'll just do it now. I was going to save it to after the break, but it, it won't take too long. And let me get the story pulled up here. Bear with me one moment. I'm the one-man producing crew tonight. Shout out to the first lady, Angie Wright, and my daughter, Sydney, out there on the road, heading back to the University of Nevada, Reno. Caught up in a little snow out there in the west, so they're holed up at the hotel and should be rolling in the Reno hopefully tomorrow, if not the next day. They got the freeways closed out there. So be safe. Love you guys. And uh, just get there safely. That's all I want. All right, bear with me here. I am just pulling up this story. So, oh, I just had, okay, here we go. Sorry about that, my people. Okay, so this actually came from TMZ Sports earlier today. I'm just going to read this article verbatim. It's It's not a long article. Uh, Urban Meyer uses a Trayvon Martin pick, or excuse me, it just says Urban Meyer. Then it says Trayvon Martin pick was used at Ohio State University, but I was unaware. Okay, so from TMZ Sports, Urban Meyer is now saying a Trayvon Martin pitcher was, in fact, used to try and help enforce a quote-unquote no hoodies rule at Ohio State. But the ex-Buckeyes head coach claims he wasn't made aware of it until this week. Oh, here we go again. Urban, just, I don't know. Anyway, story continues. Former Ohio State D-back Marcus Williamson had accused Meyer and the school of using the insensitive imagery at the team meeting in 2017, but Meyer had denied the claim. Uh, Quote, we did not and never would show a picture of Trayvon Martin, Meyer said. My gosh, no. But Meyer backtracked on those comments on Tuesday, saying after talking it over with ex-Buckeye safety Tavis Powell, or Tyvis, T-Y-V-I-S, I hope I pronounced that right, he learned the photo was actually used. Meyer insisted, though, it was not done under his orders. I do not know about it until, I didn't know about it until an hour ago, Meyer told the Columbus Dispatch, until after talking with Powell. I wasn't there in the meeting, Meyer added, none of the coaches were present, it was a support staffer who was in error and apologized. Powell said former players had told him the member of the OSU staff had, who had used the photo was truly uneducated on that situation and really didn't have any idea of the uh, story behind the image. Powell added that the players told him the person in charge issued an apology and they accepted. End of story. Oh, boy. I, listen, I wasn't there. I don't know. I think something like that had to have probably gotten back to Urban, but, you know, I, I can't prove nothing. But it, what it does show you, though, is just kind of more stuff kind of just clings to this dude. And, I, you know, I wouldn't bring him in. I know some college out there will probably get desperate enough that they will bring him in off of what he's accomplished. But, man, how do you do this? And how, once you do find out, you know, I mean, somebody down there knew. They said he apologized. Okay, yeah, fine. But how in the world would you do this in the first place? Yeah, he must have been uneducated. 
to to I mean, what's the implication there to show a picture of Trayvon Martin to black kids and go, oh, no hoodie? That's just asinine, man. That ain't going to work. So, you know, you got Urban Meyer out here again, more stuff clinging to him, and Myers will have a college job within two years. Watch. You're right, Big L. It's funny. Here's Mike. What up to you, Mike, in Eden Prairie, Minnesota? He said literally the same thing. I hear you on Meyer, but he will be rehired again sooner rather than later is what he put out there. Appreciate you popping in here with Big L, Mike. Uh, Again, Mike from Eden Prairie, one of our stalwarts and main supporters here, along with Big L down in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, and you're right. He probably will, but, man, the, 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 the shine is off the rose with this dude. So, you know, yeah, buyer beware. Because you don't know what you're getting if you bring them in. All right, so enough on that chump, Urban Meyer. Let's get to the break here. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about the Minnesota Vikings. Going to give you my very quick thoughts on the Winter Classic that happened up here as well. I was checking that out. I'm glad I was checking it out from Arizona. I am not Mr. Below Zero. God bless you fans who showed up, but uh uh-uh, not for me. All right, y'all, we will be right back with more sports done right. Um, NFL football, Packers rule the division again. Yeah, I hear you, Shannon. Nurse Shannon over there in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, man, that state. But we love Shannon. We love the dimples. And she's good people, but she is a Packer fan. But anyway, all right, folks, we'll be right back. A little Michael Jackson to get us cock, get us going in the first break here. We will be right back. Tonight. 
votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct the Sports Done Right podcast from the Twin Cities. I am in the Situation Room, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, man, it has been a wild ride the past week or so for the sports governor. First, a big shout out. I want to thank my main man, Buddy Becker, Tommy Kramer, uh, Buddy's lovely, lovely better half, Miss Terry. Uh, I call them the first couple of Blaine. Uh, They let me use their humble Arizona abode, which saved the gov a lot of money on, on a hotel down there. So uh, just great folks, the things that, you know, Tommy and then Buddy in particular do for the Vikings fans is, you know, fans that grew up with Tommy Kramer's quarterback. Uh, amen. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart. So um, I just, <clears throat> excuse me, wanted to get that out there as well. All right. So real quick on the Minnesota Wild. Now at a five game losing streak. Not necessarily by their own doing. They're getting screwed on the schedule. They're getting games postponed where other teams are not actually getting games postponed and they're getting to play. And, you know, uh, there's been all kinds of stuff here on local media about the fairness of this. But regardless, you know, our, the uh, Minnesota Wild have lost five in a row. So let's get back to, oh boy, the Winter Classic, which looked phenomenal on tv i mean you knew minnesota was going to do it right they call themselves up here for folks that don't know the state of hockey duly so um a lot of the the young kids obviously come up playing hockey here and whatnot and um even though you have demographic changes and whatnot hockey is still one of the life bloods especially youth hockey in this state so you know minnesota was going to look good on tv with the presentations the way the field was set up all that stuff and it was great you know they had the the bonfires going out there people sitting around the fires and all this stuff the only problem with going to see a hockey game in this environment is you can't see the game for the most part um you are really dialed into the screens to see what's happening me and the first lady we went to see the university of minnesota we thought we'd make a weekend of it a few uh, actually many years ago the gophers were playing wisconsin in a four-team showcase at soldier field it was uh, wisconsin minnesota i think it may have been like ball state or maybe miami of ohio and Notre dame was there and as you think with sports right and i've told this story a lot here as you, you know, you, you buy seats lower. You want to be closer to the action. So we, we got seats, you know, literally in the first few rows that were available. But the problem is, and even in a football stadium like Soldiers Field, you know, we had a stadium series game here at TC, the old TCF Bank Stadium where the Minnesota Gophers play, now Huntington Bank Stadium. And I think that that is better set up for these types of outdoor games because the sight lines are just a little bit better. Uh, that rec- that pure rectangular setup with those stadiums, just for me, it's, it's just a better setup. I'll just leave it at that. So the problem is with these big baseball stadiums that they do this stuff in is that you have a hard time seeing the ice. So you're really just there to be part of the atmosphere, as we like to say, right? So that's that's what's going on below zero weather can't do it not the sports gov uh hey god bless you hockey fans who showed up sold it out and by the way hung through it because the you know minnesota lost the game six to four but they were down six to two in the second period st louis blues well they gave us the blues right in that second period as they scored four goals, really took control of the game. You know, late surge by the Wild as usual. That's the one thing you got to say about the Minnesota Wild. They they don't give up because they've come back so many times this season. But weren't able to do it here. 
now we're at a point where we got to see how the team starts bouncing back. I mean, like I said, they got some stuff, rightly or wrongly, that is affecting them in terms of the way these games are being postponed and whatnot. But then again, you got to go out there and play. So they hadn't played in a little while. I think they're going to be fine. But, yeah, you know, it has been, for the Minnesota Wild fans, it has been a great ride so far. You've got to see how the team bounces back. Uh, Other thoughts on the Classic, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I wouldn't go just because you can't really see anything. So, you know, um, even if it was warmer. I mean, I got my dude down at that game in Chicago. Uh, The only other game outdoor that I would have liked to seen and really just be a part of is when they did it out at Dodger Stadium a few years ago. To be playing hockey in 60 degrees where people are wearing shorts and t-shirts to the game and all that, that would have been very fun to be a part of. Um, But I digress. All right, so good luck to you. See what the Wild can do moving forward here. And that brings us to the last topic of the night, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, You know, I'm not going to talk about the game. Packers, you know, they did. Packers did what they had to do to wrap up the home field advantage. And I'm sure I'm going to be hearing from Miss Dimples, uh, Nurse Shannon over there in Wisconsin about this and all that. But, you know, until you knock the Packers off, I mean, they are the the kings of the north for right now. It sucks to say that, but, you know, it is what it is. Aaron Rodgers lighting things up again. You can love or hate him. You know, he he went he went back at a Chicago reporter today and got a lot of people uh, riled up or on his side, you know, the usual half and half. But the Vikings, man, it's so let's break it down here, man. We have a coach that everyone is expecting to be fired on Monday or, you know, or relatively quickly after this game. I don't know why. Zimmer didn't give the reins to Kellen Mond last week. I, I realize, and I've been hearing from some of my sports media contact that Zimmer didn't want that pick. He didn't want Mond. And I don't know if he's just, if this is just him, you know, being a a hole about it or whatnot. Didn't play him last week. You know, this could be a potential future quarterback for the Vikings. And I think, you know, we deserve to see, you know, what he could offer. Granted, rookie season would have been his first start and all that stuff. So I'm not expecting, obviously, the world to change with Kellen Mond, but, you know, it would have been nice to see him instead of mop-up duty. So I was hoping he, um, you know, may get a look this week. Kirk Cousins is back from the COVID protocol. He will be starting. And when asked about, you know, basically sitting the starters in a meaningless game and, you know, taking a look at some of the rookies. Zimmer was like, nah, I don't think so. So, uh, you know, Zimmer's done here. He knows he's done here. Now will the GM be following him out? Uh, They seem to be a package duo. But I think if anybody survives this, yes, I could, could, there is a a scenario I see Rick Spielman staying here. I hope not. I mean, I think we need, you know, new leadership all the way up and down this team. But it just really pissed me off that, you know, we didn't get a chance to see Kellen Mond. And, you know, maybe we'll get to see him the majority of this game upcoming. I, you know, I really don't know why you're going to put Cousins in there and all the starters and let them play a whole game in this meaningless game here can understand maybe a first quarter second quarter. i don't know man I, I give kellen a chance i'm not saying he's going to be the answer but we got to see what we got i mean you know the dude did really good down there in texas he's got some talent be nice to see what he can offer and how the progression is coming now the flip side of that and what some of the local media say is that well Zimmer has seen Kellen Mond in practice, and there's a reason Kellen Mond isn't playing. I'm not there. I don't know. I'm just speaking as a fan. Sports governor Vince Wright. Sports done right, man. I I just would love to see him. But anyway, yeah, another disappointing Viking season. Here we are again, out of the playoffs. Um, You know, mediocre record. 
nothing to show for it. And another year of wasting talents. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen's, what, 32? Another wasted year with Dalvin Cook. You know, Justin Jefferson, who's just been phenomenal. And, and you know, if Spielman stays, that he may be the reason. You know, he, Spielman does have a couple draft picks that he can say, hey, look here. But other than that, there is just nothing to motivate the Vikings nation, man. And, you know, I, I was on Twitter today for a little bit and, you know, reading the Vikings stuff. And it's just it's just the same old, same old, man. It's just the same old, same old. So it's time to blow it up. You know, Dennis Green got 10 years. Uh, Mike Zimmer's in year eight. I mean, this is a, you know, in today's NFL, that's a long time for to be an NFL coach for one team. And I think we've seen what we've seen. As for the quarterback, look, Kirk has got his lovers. He's got his haters. And I've been thrown into the Kirk hater thing more than once. And I don't think of myself as a Kirk hater because I actually, I'll tell the story again, loved him in Mich- at Michigan State. Thought he was a really good college quarterback. I thought at Washington, because they were playing from behind, a lot of those stats that they sold us when they signed him, hey, look, he threw for all these yards and touchdowns and all this, but it was garbage time. You know, they were playing catch up. So, of course, they're passing the ball a lot more in back in the Washington days. I don't have anything against Kirk Cousins. I just don't think he's the dude that's going to get us to the Super Bowl. Just my opinion. As long as he's the Vikings quarterback, I hope I'm wrong. But that is the sports gov's opinion. I don't think he's the dude. Now... We can have the arguments, who's out there, who do you go after, who can you trade or try and do this or put a package together for that person. Too much to get into tonight. I just don't think Kirk's the dude that's going to get us to the Super Bowl. You know, I I put up a stat that, um, and of course I can't find it now. But listen, I think we've seen all we've needed to see from Kirk Cousins. Granted, our offensive line has really been doo-doo at times because, as I say on this show all the time, Kirk Cousins is the dude that needs a lot of time back there to make those big plays, those big throws and whatnot. And if the offensive line can't protect him, we're done for. But I just don't think he's the guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm not getting into his vaccination status because I. this is how I felt all along. So I don't need to get into the vaccination war with him and people out there. I just don't think he's the dude that's going to get us there. Okay, well, who do you bring in, Vince? Well, that's what we got to get figured out. And we got to find a new invigorating and innovative coaching staff that you know may see some things on the draft board that this previous administration here at the Vikings headquarters didn't see. I don't know. But, you know, plenty of time to talk about that on these podcasts. Oh, boy. You know, just frustrating. Just frustrating. I mean, there's really not much more to say. You know, I don't notice I didn't give you any stats, any this, that, oh, interceptions, any of this. Again, I just do the eye test, man. So plenty of time to get into who the new quarterback could be in a year or two. You know, a big number's coming up on that Cousins contract next year. Got some issues on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks here. Um, we're going to let the season play out, see what happens. We anticipate a coaching change, and then we'll see who gets brought in, and then we go from there. Um, with that being said, a couple shout-outs I want to give. The Sports in the City podcast, Haley Darling, Sal Spice, two of my Twitter queens, as I like to call them. You guys, check them out. They do a phenomenal show. And it's not just, you know, girls talking sports, anything like that. Just two friends hanging out. Literally, you know, you feel like you're hanging out with them. Hey, they're, they're talking about their day, and they just throw a lot of sports in there. And by the way, they know what the hell they're talking about, too. That's why I love listening to Sal and Haley. 
And again, that is the Sports in the City podcast. Uh, shouts out to uh, Bobby Boucher, Fifty Shades of Boucher, uh, Alex Micheletti, my main man, Mr. Hockey out here in Minnesota, uh, one of the main up-and-coming hockey analysts. And a real nice guy, but he, Alex is on a lot of shows, so make sure you check out Alex. Uh, shout out my main man, Baldy, Baldy's Barbecue. Uh, ran into Baldy down in Phoenix as well. Nice talking with Brian down there. And definitely going to get me some of that barbecue before I get out of here as well. Because that man knows how to make barbecue. The brisket, the double fried, you know, grilled wings, whatever they are. The sides that he puts together, phenomenal. So shout out to you, Bri. Appreciate you, my friend. And everybody else out there who has really reached out on Twitter, in particular Twitter, but who has seen me at these tailgates this year, who've come by and said, hey, man, I listen to the show. Hey, Vince, I follow you on Twitter. Honestly, man, from the bottom of my heart, a very huge thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Keep... Keep the interaction going. And, you know, that's the thing. That's why I, I love doing this show because now meeting people, interacting with people, it has just been a blast. And what can I say, man? Great sponsors. Again, make sure you get you some 7th Avenue pizza, my people. Um, you know, they are available like you hear in the commercial. Lunds, Byerly's, Holiday Station, Speedway Stations, um, High V. Honestly, the best frozen pizza in Minnesota, in my opinion. And, and I'll even say this. A couple people have come back at me on Twitter. Oh, yeah, not that good. Hey, listen, it's not going to be everybody's favorite. But I think you see by the interaction on social media that 7th Avenue pizza is a very, very popular pizza. For one reason, it's good. And I, I did a taste test with all the pizzas before I reached out to them about sponsoring this show. Because I'm not going to sell you... Uh, or tell you to eat something that I don't like. I mean, come on now. So for me, it's 7th Avenue Pizza. No disrespect to the to the others out there. Good stuff. But for me, there's a couple reasons that I like 7th Avenue Pizza better. And I was honored because I reached out to them on the sponsorship. And Matt and the crew over there. Thank you so much. So with that being said, Big L down in Little Rock, Arkansas, I appreciate you popping in the chat room here. Uh, Big L is a Bears fan. We are worse than Minnesota. He says, yes, yes, you are, but barely. Uh, we'll see. You might, might get a little win here coming up on uh, Sunday. So again, my friends, thank you all so much for tuning into the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you follow me, Vince Wright at the big smooth one that's the number one after the big smooth follow sports done right w-r-i-g-h-t my last name on instagram and twitter or excuse me instagram and facebook just uh search sports done right you'll find us and the podcast originates from the spreaker.com that's spreaker s-p-r-e-a-k-e-r the spreaker studio but we are available on just about every main podcast forum Google Play, Apple Podcast, iTunes, whatever you want to call that, Spotify. I mean, we are all over the place. So you will find us. Just Google Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. Again, follow me at the Big Smooth One on Twitter. Number one after the Big Smooth. And with that being said, my friends, you have a great Wednesday night. Have a great rest of the week. From everybody here, me and my wife, the first lady, Angela Wright. Have a very happy new year. Let's hope hope in 2022 is better than 2021. And we get back to some normalcy out there as well. So y'all stay safe, be cool, and we will catch up next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.